Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's Sermon Podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of Proverbs, chapter 8, verse 1 through 4, and 22 through 31. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verse 1 through 5. The Gospel according to John, chapter 16, verse 12 through 15, and Canticle 13. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts always be acceptable to you, O Lord. Amen. Amen. To my delight, my granddaughter Elliot is visiting from Salt Lake City this week. And on the day she arrived, one of our first stops was Grater's Ice Cream at Hyde Park Square. This is to stock up on their vegan ice cream, specifically perfect indulgence, cookies, and cream. It's the best. So it's a favorite of hers and mine. And they always say, don't go to the grocery when you're hungry. Well, kind of magnify that for graters. Don't go to graters when you're hungry. We came away with four pints of ice cream for just the two of us, just two of us. Polly Culp was very kind at the 8 o'clock and said, that's not too much ice cream. (laughs) But when I got home, I was thinking, you know, what was I thinking? I couldn't even hardly fit it into the freezer. Some um, more nutritious food had to be sacrificed to make space (laughs) for ice cream. And I found myself reflecting that when I was young and growing up, Food was the way we expressed love in my household. I don't know if it was a generational thing, but there were not a lot of words of love expressed. Love was expressed in preparing favorite meals like chicken and dumplings or chicken and noodles. It was expressed through food and gathering together around a table. Gary Chapman, who's an author and counselor, has written a number of books over the last couple of decades about the different languages of love and the importance of our understanding each other's love languages. Love languages relate to those actions, those ways of interacting that help us show to others that we appreciate them, we see them, we value them, we love them. Many of you may be familiar with these books but it really does challenge us in terms of how do we communicate love because frequently we have different love languages. One person can be doing everything they can think of in terms of what they perceive as acts of kindness and attention, whereas the other person just wants some quiet presence or just wants a gentle hug now and then. We can be on very different pages, and it really interferes with our being able to understand the communication of love. Last week, we celebrated Pentecost. I might add with delicious pizza and Buskin's cake, and again, I'm back to food. But the reading from Acts described all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. And the crowd was amazed and wondered, and how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Philip's sermon last week 
spoke of the importance of the many languages that were being spoken, that this enabled people to hear the words of God spoken in languages they could comprehend. These messages being available to all in their own languages communicate something very profound, that God through the Holy Spirit was not reaching out to a select few or saying you all must speak in a favored language or be in the religious hierarchy to hear and receive my message. Now the message of the Holy Spirit was being sent to all, was accessible to all because God is seeking a relationship with all. Today is called Trinity Sunday, and it celebrates the three expressions of the Trinity that we address in our prayers throughout our services, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our tradition has tended to be steeped in masculine language, and that has been an obstacle for many to relate to God. So this Trinity is also frequently described as um, creator, redeemer, sanctifier, and there are other descriptions as well. But it's an attempt to express these three different aspects of God. I find that human words really struggle in trying to describe God. But the focus on Trinity Sunday is to acknowledge that three those three in the unity of God. As our opening collect expresses, Almighty and everlasting God, you have given to us your servant's grace by the confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. If we struggle with this theologically, and many do, we can only imagine the challenge for the early church. We can only imagine the, the discussions and the arguments that might have ensued. But for today, I would like for us not to engage so much from a theological standpoint, but from a human relational view. God expresses through scripture this deep longing to be in relationship with us, and that is no easy task. One of my favorite scripture references is from the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah delivers this message from God. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The lines that really always linger with me is I will put my law within them and I will write it in their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. They shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest. Our God wants to be in relationship with all of God's people. Our gospels are filled with expressions of God's love for God's people, expressed in the very being of Jesus 
his teaching, his healings, his embrace of all, his outreach to all, his sacrifice for all, his sending of his disciples to the ends of the earth, that all might receive the saving message of love, that all might be one. Today's gospel from John is a part of Jesus' last teachings to his disciples, his assurance to them that they would not be abandoned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. The message of God's love comes through strongly in today's reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. I frequently hear people express a greater comfort with one aspect of the Trinity over another. Comments like, I feel more comfortable praying to Jesus, or I always pray to God, or I'm not sure I understand the Holy Spirit, so I stick with the other two. Many, many other thoughts. Perhaps you have them too. But I think what matters is finding that pathway of deepening our relationship with God, our ability to express love to God, receive love from God, however we can best relate to God. It is as if God has expressed God's self in multiple expressions of God's being and opens for us different ways to connect, to relate, to love. Just as God is one, we are also called to be one, one humanity, one with God, one with each other. Yes, we are a gaggle of diverse humanity with so many distinctive and opposing expressions, as well as some profound places of common ground. Most of us have known the blessing of human connection and the suffering of loss or things falling apart. Jesus repeatedly calls us to love one another. Jesus teaches his disciples that they will be recognized by how they love one another. We are called to walk together. We are called to love. Today we are commissioning four new Stephen ministers to serve in this congregation. This is a ministry that is fully dedicated to our call to love one another, to walk with each other, to be Christ's presence for each other, especially when times are hard. We are grateful to all our Stephen ministers for the many gifts they bring and for the path of love and service they have committed to walk with others. And beyond these doors, we continue to be called to love. At the close of the 11 o'clock banquet service each week, we turn and face the open doors in the back of the sanctuary. If you look back there, you can see that there's a clear view out into the world. And we say together the beautiful prayer attributed to St. Francis, Lord, make us instruments of your peace. The prayer includes these words, Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. 
to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. The suffering in our world seems overwhelming right now, and we want to shut down, to look away. But we are called to love, to be one also with all those suffering. On recent visits to the Convent of the Transfiguration, I felt very moved by how this devoted faith community keeps responding to our troubled world with expressions of love. Over a month ago, I learned that one of the sisters of the convent was making prayer bracelets and beads, yellow and blue beads. And any proceeds from these, from these prayer bracelets were going to support the people of Ukraine. A very simple ministry, but again, a powerful statement of love. In my most recent visit, an altar had been set up in a hallway in remembrance of the victims of gun violence in schools. On the right side was a beautiful prayer expressing both grief at these tragic losses and reverence for all life. On the left side was a sign reading, school shootings between May 21st, 1998 and May 25th, 2022. Beneath it were multiple pages of small type in two columns, printed back and front, listing the names of those who have been killed in violent attacks in schools during these last two plus decades. The Sisters of the Convent of the Transfiguration are not looking away. They are looking for pathways to serve and to share God's love. In our deeply fractured and broken world, we all search for these paths where we can bring consolation, where we can shine light on truth, where we can come together as one people. Jesus tells us, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Let us listen for that truth always and respond in love to the one God who always, always calls us to love. Amen. Amen.